What's up, guys? Welcome back to Sit Down with Sid podcast. This is episode number 35. Our guest today is the owner of Lancashire Hemp Farms in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, where he has spent the past two years growing hemp and building a co-op with local farmers to grow CBD flower for the smokable hemp market. Without further ado, let me welcome Caleb Kaufman. Hi, Caleb. How's it going? Good. I'm doing really good today. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for uh, letting us, uh, giving us this opportunity to have you on our podcast. Uh, yeah, for sure. So, Caleb, before we kind of uh, dive into the podcast, would you mind telling our audience a little bit about yourself, your background, where you grew up, etc.? Yeah, that'd be great. Um, so, I was born and raised here in Lancaster County. So, you know, this is part of my heritage. My last name is Kaufman. So, for those who are not familiar with the area, uh, that comes com- from a Amish descent. So, you know, my heritage, great-grandparents would have been Amish. So come from a pretty conservative background here um, and grew up in the area. And, um, you know, right now wanted to get back into farming. So that's kind of what I've been, you know, working on the last several years. Perfect. So, so you also have an ice cream business. Uh, tell us, how did you pivot from that into the Lancashire Hemp Farms project? Yeah, um, I guess I'm a bit of an entrepreneur. Um, I love dreaming. I love creating and manifesting ideas. So Mm -hmm. the ice cream business was one, one of the first ones that, you know, kind of came to me and I felt was, uh, you know, a good business venture. So it's something I talked with uh, my partner, Sarah, my brother, Ben, and uh, his wife, Lindsay, and we all really liked the idea. So we started that in 2015 together. So it's a little bit of a family business, um, kind of a mom and pop. We have a creamery. We make our own ice cream, uh, have an ice cream truck. So, yeah, that's doing well. It's been going, you know, since 2015. Um, It was something I enjoyed doing and creating. And then it came to a point where I felt, you know what, with my gifts and talents and what I'm good at and find fulfillment, um, you know, Penny's kind of no longer needed a creator, a visionary. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's why I eventually then started looking into cannabis. So, so what inspired you to start growing cannabis on your farm? Yeah, that really came out of my own personal um, journey and experience. So mm-hmm. um, a little bit of my history, I was um, diagnosed with PTSD in my late 20s, early 30s, after I remembered that I was sexually abused as a child. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something that, you know, my brain had disassociated from. And mm-hmm. so when that kind of came back in the memory and light, I had a lot to deal with. So I started going to counseling. That's mm-hmm. when I first learned about CBD. Um, obviously I knew about THC and cannabis, but mm-hmm. CBD kind of was just coming into the market. So I started using CBD products. I immediately was like, uh, affected in such a positive way. It was kind of like a light switch. It just really helped change my, my mental health, um, gave me a path to healing with counseling. Um, and that's what really got me passionate about wanting to get into the cannabis space. So Caleb, uh, would you mind telling our, the people who do not know what is the difference between a CBD and a THC or a little bit background on what is a CBD and a THC? Yeah. Yeah. Good question. So I like to phrase it as we'll have to go by some definitions that, you know, the government gives us. Um, Mm -hmm. But basically, if you think about cannabis is the, you know, kind of the genre, just like apples. You have red apples, you have green apples, different colors. They're all apples. So cannabis is similar where it has cannabis hemp and cannabis Mm -hmm. marijuana. 
So mm -hmm. cannabis marijuana naturally produces those high levels of THC. And that mm -hmm. is a psychoactive compound, you know, that does uh, psychoactive affect you where CBD it mm -hmm. comes from hemp and cannabis hemp produces higher uh, percentages of CBD naturally. Um, so that is kind of the difference. CBD is a non-psychoactive cannabinoid, meaning you're not going to have any sort of high associated, but you're going to get the benefits um, from your endocannabinoid system and it interacts with your body in that way. So, so pretty much GSC is something that you can get high on, but on the other end, CBD is something that you will not, if I understand correctly. Yeah, that's a pretty kind of like a good basic definition of THD will get you high, CBD will not get you that psychoactive high. So, so let me ask you now, is, is the CBD and THC uh, component safe to use that's produced from the cannabis hemp and cannabis uh, uh, plant itself? Yeah, in my opinion and personal experience, I can definitely say yes. Um, you know, I've been using cannabis uh, with CBD, THC for years now, and uh, I've had a really beautiful journey of healing. Um, and it's given me, again, a way to find healing and put words to things uh, in difficult spaces. And I would say even from a physical health standpoint, you know, it's kept me very, um, you know, just like active, uh, physically well, brings balance to my body. So yeah, I definitely uh, stand behind the kind of the safety concerns of cannabis, um, as well as if we look to just the history of humans, you know, mm -hmm. cannabis has been around for thousands of years. Um, right. There's no, there's no known medical research that had negative implications. Perfect. Uh, I'm going to take you back to uh, one of your quotes, which I read. Uh, yeah. Quote, cannabis has changed my life. I first started using CBD and THC a couple of years ago. Um, and I, I immediately noticed how improved my mental life became. Would you mind telling us what effects did it have on you on the positive forefront? And since using that, how has your life changed now versus uh, pre-using it? Yeah, okay. So I'll go into some detail. So, um, you know, with PTSD, what mm -hmm. I experienced difficulty with, you know, was connecting honestly to my own body because I did mm -hmm. disassociate, you know, via trauma and that happened in a early childhood age. So some of my neurological pathways would be wired differently than mm -hmm. let's say someone that hasn't experienced that trauma. Um, so for me using CBD, THC, it helps connect um, different neurological pathways, which put mm -hmm. very simply, it helps me express my emotions. Um, you know, I was able to work through feelings and things that have been stuck and disassociated with because mm -hmm. cannabis was opening up those neurological pathways. It was opening up my body. Um, and so for me, it just, it helped me process, uh, helped me put words to emotions, uh, gave me the courage to even kind of say those things out loud at different points in time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, and it really was something that helped me connect to myself and also to others. Okay, great. You know, the reason I, I asked you this question was, is, is because, you know, there is this perception, oh, if you do CBD or something like that, hey, how do you feel? You know, for people like like myself, I don't I don't do CBD and TSC. So it's it's just my curiosity to know, you know, how do you feel? Is it an elevated feeling? Is it like, you know, you're mm, you know, yeah. in a happy in the ha in a happy space or so forth? Uh, okay. Um, yeah. So I want to talk about your co-op. So you actually built a co-op with uh, local Amish farmers. 
uh, in Pennsylvania. How does that collaboration came in existence? Would you mind giving us a little uh, detail on that? Yeah, so in 2019, I had started Lancashire by myself. I had a thousand square foot greenhouse, mm -hmm. uh, did a little micro grow. Then the second year, I wanted to, um, well, as I was integrating the first year, mm -hmm. um, was just reaching out my network locally here. Mm -hmm. And I heard that there were some Amish uh, farmers that were getting into hemp. So that mm -hmm. was intriguing. I have a you know tight kind of connection with the Amish community, again, because just growing up here, um, having just that in my circle. So I reached out and uh, started chatting with one um, guy in specific, Chet Lapp, and he's mm -hmm. actually a part of Lancashire still, and he is uh, from the Amish community. And mm -hmm. Chet and I just really became good friends. And we said, wow, there's, if we come together, we could form a co-op. He had a bunch of farmers that he was networked with um, that he said, we're looking for direction and just some guidance. So we came together um, and formed a co-op with about 15 different Amish farmers in the area. And we kind of created uh, a pathway and we facilitated, all right, if you guys grow this, we'll all come together. Uh, we'll sell this under the Lancashire name. And then we're going to try to create, you know, a fair hemp market uh, within our own little community here. So is this something like, like, like a shareholder basis system? Like in a corporation, you have different shareholders who come as investors and, and, and work on the same project simultaneously? Um, we have had investors in the Lancashire um, and then a lot of the, I guess we'll say team members here are shareholders because okay. my, my mentality has always been, um, you know, I like, it's more of a socialistic capitalism. You know, I want to make some money. We all need to do business, but yes. I think we need to be sharing that equally. So as we were building Lancashire, that was something that was important to me was, you know, anyone that's a key member here should really have some shares in the company. Uh, because I feel like that's fair. So yeah, there are quite a few um, you know team members here that are shareholders in Lancashire. So how much space of farm do you have? I know you started with a thousand square foot. So now with this co-op, what, what are we looking at in terms of square footage? Yeah, so we the way we set it up is different micro farms. So we will choose you know how much we would want other farmers to plant. Uh, in the last year or two, we haven't had a lot of other farmers grow because there's still a surplus. Um, but basically each farmer has their own permit, has their own micro farm. And then, you know, my job is to help get plants delivered to their door, help with the planting and kind of manage the whole process. Um, and then we also have um, land here at our shop at Lancashire. And mm -hmm. last year, for example, we did two acres here. This year we'll okay. probably do uh, maybe an acre, a little more, plus a hoop house. Oh, wow. So, so let me ask you, Caleb, uh, I'm also curious to know about this. I mean, this business is considered to be a lucrative business. You know, that's the perception in the, that is the perception. Yes. Yes. So, so, so my thing is now, do you need a special kind of a permit, special kind of a skill to grow a cannabis plant or, or special kind of farming school or something? Tell us more, you know, I'm curious to know how does the background work on this one? Yeah, so it's going to go state by state since we do have, you know, federal um, farm bill was signed in 2018. So federally, we can grow hemp, you know, on that level, but then mm -hmm. states will implement what that looks like. So for the state of Pennsylvania specifically, getting a hemp permit is not that difficult. Mm -hmm. um, you, you fill out a couple pages, um, you know, you pay your permit fee, and then you are legally allowed that to grow hemp within certain parameters as long as you follow um, testing requirements, submitting your reports on time, 
that's a little bit of a process, but um, it's definitely doable. So, so since you mentioned about testing, I want to ask you if you have any in-house laboratory or do you do uh, a third-party testing? What are your compliance levels and how do you manage all of this You know, at uh, uh, Lancashire Hemp Farms? Yeah, so right now we do third-party lab testing because we want to be you know, at a medical grade. So we actually send um, our products to one of six medical marijuana testing facilities in the state of Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. um, so that's what we do. And we're just, you know, trying to be as transparent as possible because this is a plant-based medicine. And, you know, we, we stand behind what we produce. Uh, we're not going to sell anything that I personally wouldn't feel good about consuming. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, we have a pretty high standard, but that is, it's kind of, we create our own bar because right now, technically in the industry, the state of Pennsylvania, for example, does not even require third-party testing, but we, we put that standard on ourselves. But but a testing a certification is a must for any farm that grows CBD. Am I correct? No. So right no. now okay. it's an odd place because it is a new industry and a lot of the laws still haven't been formed. Um, so right now there is no state required testing for retail products in the CBD space. So so tell us, uh, Caleb, a little bit about your farms. Tell our audience, you know. Uh, what kind of products you are producing at the firm? Do you have your own labeling, your own manufacturing, or if you manufacture yourself and label somewhere else, uh, sure. tell us more about your product line. You know, I'm very curious to know as well. Yeah. So we're, we're not fully vertical integrated, uh, but mm -hmm. we are, I'd say a good portion of probably over 50%. So what I mean by that is like we go from seed to retail product, you know, not every product, but a lot of them. So, you know, we, everything's hand planted here. So we hand plant, we hand mm -hmm. trim, we hand harvest, we hand hang dry, and then we hand trim. So all of our flour is actually done right here on the farm from growing to processing. And then that is also put into a retail ready bottle. So yes, we do, we have our own brand, mm -hmm. um, you know, Lancashire Hemp Farms, we do retail ready products. A lot of those, again, we make right here. Uh, anything that we don't have capabilities of making, um, some of the extraction things we're not quite ready for. We have a local uh, lab that we partner with that's run by a Mennonite family. Um, so we do extraction work with them and then everything else we pretty much do in-house or, or work with a lab. So, so do you guys do in-house sampling as well as bottling of the products or is that something you use a third-party manufacturer? Um, no, for the actual like testing and the certificates of analysis, we send those to third parties. Sure. Sure. No, I'm talking about your products, you know, so yep. because I did notice you have a very like uh, pretty good line of products that you have. Now, do you sell them in any retail or is it just all e-commerce and people can buy from your website? Uh, mainly we are actually in little retail shops. So we're probably close to 50 plus stores right now locally in our area, you know, okay. just different health and wellness or, you know, different head shops. Um, we're very big on just partnering with like-minded businesses in our backyard. Um, mm -hmm. So that's really probably the biggest way is find it. And then we do have a website. Um, it's always great to have, you know, direct kind of just connection with whoever's uh, using the product. So that's always good. Um, but yeah, LancashireHemp.com, we have a website as well. And do you only sell domestically or, or is that something you can sell internationally uh, i mean i'm not familiar with the regulation on that so uh, yeah. tell us a little bit is it just all domestic shipping within the united states 
most of ours is we are able to sell internationally. It'll come down then to the country's laws. So, you know, it's even as a world, we're kind of in a space where countries are figuring out what, how they want to regulate cannabis. Obviously, laws are expanding and we're trying to be more inclusive. Um, so some countries, you know, they can, they're the same as what we have in the state. So we can ship and sell, you know, to a variety of countries. Right now, I know we are officially in Ecuador. Uh, mm-hmm. We have a wholesale account there in a little beach town, which is kind of random and fun. But um, yeah, that's we're a little bit out of the states, but mostly um, we're selling, yeah, stateside. And then you also have a lot of wholesalers. Uh, I mean, you did mention you have one in Ecuador and, and you try to partner with a lot of wholesalers in the United States as well. Yep. Yeah. So that's what we try to do with kind of our local stores, um, you know, work with different wholesalers to get the product out there. Um, you know, we're really just trying to share the story, share what we have as a plant-based medicine. Um, it also is really unique because you get to support um, a co-op of local Amish farmers. So, yeah, we're just trying to share that story and, uh, you know, share the medicine. You know, it's funny. You keep saying the medicine, the medicine word, which is probably a good thing, but it's not perceived as a medicine, you know, amongst the masses. You know, and that's why I like to kind of reiterate that because there is a shift that needs to happen in the mm-hmm. kind of societal perception of what cannabis is. You know, this is uh, again, it's a plant based medicine. Um, in my opinion, it should be available over the counter just like Tylenol. Um, mm-hmm. This is something that, that can help people um, and that can really get, you know, a clean way to help bring balance, to bring calmness and take away anxiety rather than, you know, going after prescription medication. So Caleb, are there any side effects to this? Because if we get any medicine, it always says side effects, you know? So yeah. do you guys have such thing also on your labels or, or do you want to touch base on that with us? Sure. So what I can say is so right now, there are no products that are federally um, approved by the FDA. So okay. obviously that disclaimer is on all of our products because they haven't released any sort of regulations or guidelines about what that would look like. So we're eagerly awaiting because, you know, as an industry and someone that wants to build a business, I would like to have guidelines because, you know, I think there, there are good rules for a reason. Um, so yeah, we're kind of hoping those will come about and bring some structure, but right now it is, yeah, it's just, we kind of have that FDA disclaimer. Um, and then we share our personal experiences. I have not had any negative side effects, um, Mm -hmm. Uh, for CBD, especially, you don't have your psychoactive component. So okay. you're dealing with a lot less risk in a sense. You know, you're, you're going to feel some very calming body sensation, maybe just feel at peace, but it's not overwhelming. Um, it's very minimal. So there's, there's not a lot of side effects in my opinion. Uh, would you also mind telling us what is the average uh, time duration from the moment you reap the seed of a cannabis plant? to the moment when it's fully grown yeah so usually a seed to harvest is around a 90 day process um so it's not a very long growing season um but then you know once i'd say it's pretty intensive where you're planting you're doing lots of trimming and caring um you know it's a sensitive plant in that sense so yeah you got to do a lot of hand care but 90 day then we're harvesting and then from there though it's still probably a couple weeks of hanging it, getting it dried, and then curing it. And um, mm-hmm. that's kind of the final phase. So you're looking at four to five months kind of yep. to yeah, the packaging. Yeah. Okay. And, and what do you think about the industry? I know this industry has exploded 
exponentially over the last decade or so. Uh, from your own point of view, being one of the uh, growers of this plant, what do you think where the industry is heading? You know, man, I think the future is is plant based medicine in general. Um, you know, with cannabis and the research that's coming out, I do expect mm -hmm. you know this to be the future where you know I have a daughter, she's seven. I'm gonna say by the time she's my age, I think you know cannabis cannabis will have been integrated into you know kind of standard medicine, hospitals, uh, doctors, and it will get to that level. Um, and I think that's needed. And I'm very excited to help, you know, be a part of that process and help bring education and awareness. Great. Uh, I also have a couple of other questions I wanted to ask you is, uh, you know, do you believe that the hemp industry can usher in a new paradigm of good business practices that focuses on people's health rather than profits? If you think that's the way, what's, I, I want to hear your point of view on that. It, yeah, that's a tough question. Does it have the potential? Yes. You know, that's, that's why I'm in the space. You know, I'm here mm -hmm. to, to be a part of that, to say, hey, can we create an industry that does focus more on, you know, humanity and focuses on the individual, not on sales and numbers? You know, that is tough because, I, you know, it's we're in real life. People do need to make a living. Um, right. But I think there is a way to do business and do business with kindness. And that's one of, you know, our core mottos and values here at Lancashire is, you know, we want to do business with kindness. Um, there's there's a way where we can both make some money together, feel good about it. There's a way mm -hmm. to give people um, plant-based medicine without overcharging. So, mm -hmm. you know, we're very inclusive in our thoughts. Um, so I hope the industry goes that way. But to be honest, right now, it's not. Um, you know, corporate cannabis is kind of running the show. Um, they are very focused on getting their numbers, getting their sales. Um, there's not a lot of focus on the actual patient experience. There's not a lot of focus on the quality of the plant. It, it is slowly becoming commercialized. Um, and that's a big part of what we're trying to do here at Lancashire is you know, be a voice to say, hey, let's not let the cannabis industry become another corporate America where the focus is on capitalism. This plant is different. It's special. It, it's a medicine. You know, let's, let's use that to create an industry where we can actually care for, for people. So how do you how do you compete with these big corporates, uh, as you said, corporate cannabis growers? How can someone like yourself go with a blue ocean strategy, you know, kind of head on uh, with such a big corporation? You know, it's been tough. Um, we it's been a long, slow road of just, you know, really putting the work in building relationships, I guess is the mm -hmm. real answer. Um, again, we're not just about kind of the top dollar. We're about um, helping people on their journey. Uh, and that mm -hmm. even goes to our wholesale customers. So every relationship we have is very, you know, important to us. It's personal. So that's been our approach. How do we combat, you know, somebody that has the money who can, you know, push out a lot of product cheap, put good packaging on it. You know, for us, it's been the opposite. We are slow and steady. We worked really hard to get our quality. And then we mm -hmm. tell our story and we say, Hey, you know, this is why we're different. This is why, you know, we have a, a kind of a higher standard, not just for products, but for our interactions with customers. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been a slow, tough approach. Uh, listen, the reason I asked you that question was, uh, you know, uh, because I want to know what's the core com competence of Lancashire Hemp Farms. If I was a wholesaler, if I was a retailer, or if I was a customer, you know, 
I'm sure there are plenty of other people in the same space that are doing what you do. So sure. what's, what separates Lancashire hemp farms from the rest of the pack? Mm, yeah, I think it's going to come back to, again, our kind of our personal story as Lancashire. Um, you know, that comes back to my personal story. Um, I'm going to say, you know, the, the reasons that we are growing as a company and our mission statements, I would hope separates us to say, you know, really focused on, again, um, just giving good plant-based medicine, being fair. Um, I, so I guess it's our approach. You know, there are a lot of companies out there that have been in the cannabis space because it's, it's a place where you can make some quick money if you have, mm -hmm. if you do it that way. Um, you know, if we wanted to, we could probably make more money taking, you know, shortcuts and undercutting here or there. Mm -hmm. um, but that's definitely not, not our approach. It's not who we are as a company or as people here. Um, so I think that's, that's a difference for me. So Caleb, I have a personal question and another one before we wrap this up. Who is your inspiration in life? Who inspired you to become an entrepreneur and go this route? Wow. You know what? I, I don't have a single person that really inspired inspired me to become an entrepreneur I think it was just listening to my inner voice and kind of honoring and being like hey what I enjoy doing is mm -hmm. creating conceptualizing um, but I guess as of now that I've kind of grown into this space over the years I do really look up to uh, Fred Rogers Mr. Rogers um, I, I do draw a lot of inspiration from him some I watched um you know, Mr. Rogers neighborhood growing up as a child. And that's something mm -hmm. I believe that really stuck with me. Um, so I do take that kind of approach to, to business and life is again, how do we just speak with kindness and love? Um, so Mr. Rogers, for sure, is a big kind of inspiration for me at this point. That is wonderful. Uh, well, Caleb, as a, as a closing statement, uh, um, if there is any message you would like to give our audience, uh, please go ahead. Okay. Yeah, that's great. You know, I honestly don't even know. I just, it's great to be here. It's great to connect. Um, I guess for whoever's listening, thanks for your time. Um, you know, I appreciate you listening to the Lancashire story, which is a part of mine and also a greater story of just our community here. Um, and I guess if you're looking, you know, to, to purchase some CBD Delta 8 products that you can feel good about, that you know where it comes from, um, you know, please check out LancashireHemp.com. Uh, we love your support. You know, for us, we're we look at this, um, you know, it's just kind of the, the fight against corporate cannabis um, mm -hmm. and we're just do our part. And then, and then if people have any questions related to this, they can re just reach out to you guys via your website, correct? Yeah, yeah. You can hit us on the website. We also have Instagram, Facebook, so you can check us out there as well. Um, and then we're doing lots of events this year. If you happen to be in Pennsylvania, you can look us up at some cannabis events. Would you mind, uh, I mean, we will put all the information of your links in the description, but would you also sure. mind sharing your Facebook and Instagram username with our audience so they can connect with you? Yep, I'll definitely do that. Okay, perfect. Uh, well, Caleb, thank you so much for your time. I know it's been a busy day, so I want to thank you very much for taking the time, uh, coming on this podcast, sharing about your personal journey and uh, letting us know more about the CBD industry you know, and about your farm. And uh, we wish you all the very best, much success, you know, and if there's something we can do for you, we will please definitely let us know. Yeah, thanks so much. I really appreciate it. Um, you know, and I guess just much love and peace to anyone out there on the journey. Um, so I guess, you know, if you're, you're in a rough space, I guess I'll end with, you know, there is hope, there is love and at the, there are good people out here. Um, so yeah, connect with somebody, take care of yourself 
and uh, much love and peace to everyone. Thank you so much, Caleb. I want to wish you a great day, okay? Take care. Thank you. Thank you so much.